Hello, audio listeners. Part three of the four-part series. Four-part series. Audio retrospective. Audio Audio 34 is an audio retrospective of the first 23 audios, which are new Patreon subscribers. But these uh, greatest hits, can't quite call them greatest hits, favorite Favorite selections, my favorite parts. John's favorite parts of the first 23 audios. That's what this audio 34 is to keep you company this during this strange and bizarre plot twist in the human narrative. Audio. Here is part three. Great days into the transition. Is this all normal? Because during the after you get nominated in July until the election in November, that's when you're supposed to organize. You're supposed to assume you're going to win the presidency. You're in touch with administration officials and various cabinet posts, uh, agencies, and you're getting everything ready so that if you win on day one, you've got a, a transition team in place. You've got people who've been vetted. You've got an organization. That doesn't seem like it's happened this time. Well, this time, but yet, uh, the uh, Wolf Blitzer seems very stressed. Calls for Wolf. on August 1st, the General Services Wolf Administration Blitzer. to provide Wolf space Blitzer. for both candidates for their transition teams up to that around 100 people. That cannot be his real name. Is and that his real name, Wolf Blitzer? Did that. <laughs> so with um, Chris That's Christie amazing. was leading that transition, but they gathered really a lot stressed. of information. He but sounds... it's extraordinary that someone who was leading that transition is then dumped. And all of the people he brought in are dumped as well. Um, that <laughs> he's just, is he's beside himself. We want to take a quick check now at our Microsoft Pulse question. We've been talking about this week after the election, reports of turmoil inside the Trump transition team. So will the president-elect be ready to take office on January 20th? Take a look. 84% of you say no. Leaf blowers. Leaf blowers should be illegal. In Obama's America or Trump's America. Oh, there we go again. The cars are crazy, man. The cars are crazy. We've we, f- we threw all in with the automobile like a hundred years ago and it's just been downhill ever since. <laughs> like everything is built around the existence of these things. And it's not like they can build more lanes here. I mean, what are they gonna do in 10 years when there's... What about when there's the, those self-driving cars? That's right. gonna, because I know all the people crash? that didn't yeah, have driver's crazy. licenses or were afraid of driving. And you know driving. what? The stock of the car went up after that crash happened. Huh. Yeah, Wait, I didn't hear about this. What happened? The the Tesla, the um, the the guy who died in the Tesla accident because the autopilot didn't the the sky was white at the time and there was a big rig came up on that was white also. Oh no! Way. Shit! And the 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 automated pilot didn't distinguish the difference. Oh But shit. that's the thing. Once the news got out that there was a car on the road that had automatic pilot, mm-hmm. everybody wanted one. 
Yeah, even though this guy died, which even is crazy, right? You think that people would be like afraid and taken back. Like, man, I don't want these self-driving cars. I'm not ready to trust technology, but nope. Boy, you just don't trust it that much. It's like, it can drive itself, but I'm staying awake. Yeah, right. he was, I, I guess I won't be in the back He was watching a movie, he was watching Harry Potter. Oh, dang. Yeah, he was watching Harry Potter and let the car drive itself. The gallery, it's our favorite Sonic art. He's a little too confident. Yeah. Right. I have trust issues. I feel yeah. like when you're an early adopter, you gotta be cautious. Yeah. You gotta let them work out those bugs, uh -huh. right? Yeah, trust issues. We were talking about that with the, my friend's marriage that's coming up. Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh oh. Just the concept of trust and thrown in with the, another person, like right. just being like, yep, mm -hmm. let's do it. Yep. I, you know, given the statistics on uh, divorce rate, divorce rate, mm -hmm. it's like it's 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 what 54, oh, my 46, uh, four divorce. It's crazy. Yeah. I wonder about that though. Like, is it such a bad thing to get divorced? I mean, you get married for a while, then you get divorced. <laughs> Maybe it's not so bad. I don't know. I think when Me, you consider the financials. I... I want to be, I want to not be divorced mm -hmm. more than I want to be married. Right. I hear so, that. I hear that. I just don't get In married. One mile, yeah. I, I could see that. And I feel like a lot of people feel that way. I think when I think of marriage, I'm also thinking the same thing. Like, man, I don't want to get divorced one day. But, I mean, what if you're that 46% though? Well. Where the glass is half full. Your fear is not going to matter. <laughs> if you're gonna have a successful marriage, you're going to get married. Yeah. You know, I've always said like, if I get married mm -hmm. and she wants a divorce, have at it, find me. Yeah. Because it's gonna be for better or for worse. I'm gonna go to another country. <laughs> you're gonna hide. I'm <laughs> not getting divorced. Be, yeah. You'll be married. We don't. We won't have to be together. But you're not getting a divorce. <laughs> That's hilarious. I will be a married man running around the country. Yeah. <laughs> what I don't like about it is the concept of like officially reporting the status of your relationship to governmental authorities. Yeah, it's mm. like, mm. like why what should do they what have they, to do with exactly. it? It's none of their business. Exactly. Right. They have nothing to do with it. But I guess there are tax advantages to it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so it's corporate and incorporation and all that stuff. Yeah. It's funny, my boyfriend's a financial advisor and he's against Here marriage. Here you go. <laughs> he's against marriage. And I met, I said that, I was like, well, aren't there like, you know, financial benefits? He's like, not really. <laughs> really? And there's also yeah. a lot of potential yeah. financial risks. And he's, exactly. He's like, I, you know, he's like, I feel this every day. I, you know, and, and I've seen people change when things get ugly. Change we can believe in Change we can believe in In the face of war, you believe there can be peace. In the face of despair, you believe there can be hope. politics that shut you out, that's told you to settle, that's divided us for too long, you believe that we can be one people, reaching out for what's possible, 
building that more perfect union. That's the journey we're on today. That is why the shadow of the old state capitol, where Lincoln once called on a house divided to stand together, where common hopes and common dreams still live, I stand before you today to announce my candidacy for President of the United States of America. in America Christmas 10 years ago the factory began spotlighting companies that refused to say the words Merry Christmas in fact some of those businesses actually ordered their employees not to say that well that culture war issue ignited and we won Most companies stopped the nonsense, and Merry Christmas became a common greeting once again. Some on the far left actually denied there was any controversy at all, that I fabricated it. More lies from a crew that is incapable of telling the truth. Anyway, this year, the American Family Association, based in Tupelo, Mississippi, Elvis's hometown, has issued its annual Naughty or Nice list. That tells the public which businesses are Christmas friendly and which are not. Christmas friendly. This year, the following companies are rated five star nice Cracker Barrel, Cracker Barrel. Hobby Lobby, Lobby, Kirkland's. Kirkland's. Five star nice. Lowe's. Walmart. Walmart. Ace Hardware, Banana Republic, Bass Pro Shops, Bed Bath and Beyond, Books a Million. Dick's, Dick's Sporting, Sporting Goods, Goods, Home Depot, JCPenney, Kmart, LL Bean, Marshalls, Neiman Marcus, Pro Flowers, Rite Aid, Sam's Club, and Toys R Us. There's also just too many people. I mean, <laughs> yeah, for the size like, of the city. Yeah, or j just, I mean, like, look at all the cars. What is the plan for these cars <laughs> eventually? Because there's only going to be more people. Building upwards. Yeah, like stacks of cars or something. Again, all those companies use the word Christmas in their advertising and promotion. Now, for the naughty companies that kind of marginalize Christmas. Now, the naughty company. Barnes and Noble, Best Buy, Foot Locker. The Gap, The Limited, Nordstrom, Office Depot, Office Max, PetSmart, Staples and Victoria's Secret. According to the AFA, those companies are not in the Christmas spirit. Since the war has basically been won, this is a cleanup operation. But the information is valid. 
Many Americans celebrate Christmas because they believe that Jesus is the Savior and his birth should be honored. And because it's a federal holiday, there's no reason to diminish Christmas or insult those who believe in it. Don't like Christmas? Ignore it. Ignore it. So companies and stores that embrace Christmas, obviously, will attract folks who feel the same way. Obviously. As for talking points, we're just happy that most Americans see Christmas as a positive experience. And we're happy we could contribute to that. Oh, man. Well, how you doing? How's your holiday season? Man, pretty good. It couldn't be no better, man. Really? Yeah. That's great. And, and, and it doesn't even have anything to do with money. It's just... It's just... Uh, Man, I'm got job opportunities. My family's all alive and well. I haven't lost anything or anybody, and all all relationships are mending. You know, that's great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's beautiful to me, man. So I'm just looking forward to to what's gonna happen next. You know. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, it's funny is that I'm having a similar feeling in my life, uh-huh. and like everybody's all bummed out about this election. And it's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I understand that, and I get that it's heavy, but I kind of just want to take care of myself and the people I love right now. And uh, Yeah, that election deal is, uh, is a real bummer, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. But, but, but you know, it, it, it does a couple of things here, man. Okay, tell, break it down. It, 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 it brings people out of the woodworks that's really, uh, it's really racist. Right. Unless you, unless you know what kind of country you're a part of, uh, it, it brings a sense of awareness. Um, the Bible says a kind word turns away wrath. Unless you know, you have to be a lot more kinder to people because you don't know what page they're on. Well, kind word, what is it? Turns away wrath. Oh, kind word turns away wrath. Yes. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, so. Totally. So, uh, unless you know, you have to be a bit more kinder to people and. Right. Maybe, maybe people yeah, are. Yeah, that's actually that's a great way to think about it. It's like increase the love in the face of yes. some visible hate, you know? Yeah, because people, if they don't know any better, and, and they, you confuse them when you when you be nice to them, you know? You, you, right, right. It's, totally. like, it's like heaping hot coals over their head when you're nice to a person that's being a real asshole to you. They they feel bad themselves. In other words, they like. <laughs> I'm such a dick. I yeah. know it, but yeah. I gotta own it now. You yeah, know what I mean? Right, so. right. But if you, God, that's so true about violence, too. If you meet violence with violence, it just escalates and builds. Well, sometimes. Okay, here we go now. There's a, bio, there's a there's biblical a, basis there's a, for this, too. Well, you have to defend yourself. It, it also says that no one comes in a strong man's house and takes anything. Meaning, if I come to your house and I try to do something to your kids or your wife if you have one or your brother or your sister or your mom and your man by rights man you know you're like hey stop and if I'm not stopping man you are forced to do what you have to do to stop me you right. understand what I'm saying so yeah, that's gotcha. that's warranted you got a baby in the car somebody's trying to carjack you look let me get my baby out man you know they don't want to let you do that well then you got to stop it you, right you have right. to that's, right. that's common sense but this is tricky but, here yeah but at the same time if the violence can be deaded by saying something kind, or you can say, "Hey, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play into this today. I'm, I'm gonna move on." You know, look, you, you won. I'm gone. You know, just, just don't hit me or whatever. But once they hit you and you're, 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 you 
feel like it's gonna continue. Have you ever been in a fight? Have you ever like hit someone or had been hit? Hella times. Really? Yeah. I never have. Really? Yeah, for real. Oh, you probably the most dangerous person to even try, try yeah, you, yeah. Why am it's, I dangerous? Well, I say this, I'm gonna tell you like this. It's people like you who when, who don't bother anybody. Yeah. And, and then like, when somebody bothers you and really, like you've, you've taken a lot, you know, and then you, you've been as kind as you can and somebody try to hurt you, and then you finally defend yourself, that's like a scary situation because you don't want any violence. You don't want any trouble. You don't even know what you're capable of. You know what I'm saying? You, you can probably hurt somebody really bad and don't even know it. But I'm not saying that you're a violent person, but right. I'm saying if you ever was forced to defend yourself, right. you're like the worst kind of person to have to defend yourself against. Because a person who knows what he can do will do that and stop. Interesting. Whoa, heavy, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I you're like a, You're like a baby snake, a baby rattler. Now, they'll, they'll bite you and put all their venom into you because they don't know what they're capable of. But a, an adult rattler will bite you and just kind of gauge, look, I, got, I need to save this venom because I got to eat. God, no shit, that's awesome. We acknowledge that you, O oh God, do all things well, and with confidence and great expectancy, we trust your guidance of our elected officials and our president-elect to make America great again. In obedience to your mandate, we fervently pray for President-elect Trump and all those in authority over us. We pray. Amen. It will now be our pleasure to listen and observe to a magnificent father and daughter combination who will sing our national anthem for us.
Trump right now is making hundreds of phone calls a day trying to get jobs into Detroit, trying to get jobs into Atlanta, trying to get jobs into all these places uh, in the Midwest as well. Very, very, very exciting stuff is happening. Uh, this is just an incredible time to be alive. And I cannot, I cannot stress to everybody how historical this is because everything the New World Order's done has been designed to bring this country down because they can't have a big, free, open, wealthy nation state with a big, fat, middle class, upwardly mobile people inside this impoverished, anti-human world government system they're establishing. So this is history happening right now. I want to skip this network break. I'm going to go get settled down in an office and just take a shower or something and just get on my knees and pray to God. I'll be honest with you, I want to get in a room by myself and hit my knees and start crying because <laughs> this is so good. And I'm telling you, man, the, the evil's going to strike back. But we got to be watching them. We got to be ready. But we know who they are. We know their plan. And I got to say it InfoWars and our guests and myself and you, the listeners, the eyes and ears on the ground, and Matt Drudge and all of us together are the InfoWar. We are the blueprint and the operating system that just kicked the New World Order's ass. We got it. And I just was like, in my mind, I was just like, this is the reason Donald Trump is now elected. It is this mindset that is the, is the reason that Donald Trump is our president. Because he just has, these guys just believe that every one of these agencies, these government agencies, if we just ran them like a business, we would not have any problems. It's, it's really interesting because it seems like all the liberals are finally accepting... <laughs> The outcome of the election and why it went the way that it did. Why? Everybody's it talking about this is why did. he won. Everybody's talking about this is why he won. Tell me what I missed. What's the news? The main Trump one. Trump apparently thinks after the inauguration he's going to take the weekend off to relax. <laughs> and then start work as president on Monday. <laughs> you are on the best route. That sounds right. I get that. You should reach your destination by 5.57 p.m. Up, because, you know, it, he has so many parties to attend to. A lot of parties, yeah. It's so many third-string bands to listen to. Did you ever hear about the book Nickel and Dimed? Yes. Did you, did you read it? I never read it. How about you? Do you I've know? Essays. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't heard of it. It's it's ama- it's an amazing book. It's about this per- this woman trying to make it in America on minimum wage. You know, 40 hours a week minimum wage, which proves to be impossible. So she has to take two jobs. So now she's working 60 hours, 80 hours a week, you know, minimum wage. And she still can't afford to pay for an apartment. Okay, but here's the point. Did it say that, where she was living? All over. Okay. Portland, Maine, Minneapolis, Florida. She tried different places. Okay. But here's the main point. That book was written in 2000. Mm-hmm. That experiment she did at the end of the 90s, at the peak of 90s prosperity. 
So what would that experiment be like today? Yeah. It's fucked, man. It's much worse. I was, I mean, I was just working 70 hour weeks and making more than minimum wage and I still could barely afford to live in the Bay Area. Exactly. It's like, you know, I'm able to live comfortably, eat good food and pay rent and put a tiny bit of money away, but as soon as like an expense comes up, all your, all everything you stacked away is just gone. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I was, you know, I was making a lot more than minimum wage, but feel bad for these people that are making minimum wage. I don't understand how they're even getting by. They're not, they're that's not. kind of the point. That That's like, how many hours you have to work, like you were saying, 70 hours a week. So what about your life, you know? So what about your life? The answer is you have no life. You get like one day off a week if you're lucky and then and then on your day off you have to take care of all the shit that you didn't have time to do when you were working all day. So you're doing laundry and grocery shopping and you know, it's just, it was no fun so I stopped doing it. generation from those at the top who would then in theory spend a lot and then it would continue to go down so they would spend on whether it's investing in their business or, or whatever or right? employing people or right employing yeah. people whatever yeah. it is right basically the the business owners those running corporations those you know um, who, who have big powerful positions would would have these economic gains they would then in turn spend um, and then that would cause you know greater economic um, growth. I mean, that was the idea. The thing that they didn't realize is that the marginal propensity to save for those who are wealthy is greater marginal than those who are in the middle class or below. So basically, when they gained more, they saved more. Interesting. Yeah. When they gained more, they saved more. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one thing. But, the, like, there's things you know. I, so, so, for example, right, like, lower taxes typically leads to greater economic growth. That's a fact? Yeah. Okay, so there's yeah, going to so, be greater economic growth under this president. Yeah. Yeah. The the economic so growth. You, yeah, so GDP. Right. So but but where do the gains go and But where do the gains go? That's the other issue, right? It's like where do those gains go? Who's the beneficiary of them? Where do the gains and go? Do we as a society agree with that or not? Where do those gains go? I don't know, the whole thing just had a fucking really bad vibe to it. It was just a dark day. I mean, it was crazy. It was like, whoa, <laughs> people are upset. It was kind of cool. It was the 60s. It was the 60s. It was the 60s. The choice we make in 1968 will determine not only the future of America, but the future of peace and freedom in the world for the last third of the 20th century. As we look at America, we see cities enveloped in smoke and flame. We hear sirens in the night. We see Americans dying on distant battlefields abroad. We see Americans hating each other, fighting each other, killing each other at home. And as we see and hear these things, millions of Americans cry out in anguish. Did we come all this way for this? 
And to those who say that law and order is the code word for racism, there and here is a reply. Our goal is justice, justice for every American. America's in trouble today, not because her people have failed, but because her leaders have failed. And what America needs are leaders to match the greatness of her people. Yeah, in my younger days, I was a drug addict. Were you really? An alcoholic. Uh, yeah, I don't drink alcohol. I used to, but not ever. I never had a problem with it. Well, I used to own a bar downtown. Ah. Topless joint. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Got me in a bunch of trouble, too. So how'd you get out of that trouble? Huh? How'd you get out of that trouble? Well, I didn't. Well, I did and I didn't. I got convicted of something I didn't know anything about. Went to prison. A couple years later, uh, uh, on appeal, I got out. Everything got reversed and dismissed. No way. You know, How I, long were you in there? I was locked up behind bars for four years. Got out. Well, uh, and then it was yeah. Out. I, in they put 2003, you I was sentenced to 20 years for murder. <gasps> I knew nothing about it. Oh my! When I went to prison and and you didn't have. Oh my gosh! That's four, back when I had my bar for four years. But that's when I had a sal came to a salvation experience. What's that? Huh? Receiving Jesus Christ. Oh. And I dropped to my knees and asked for help. And he and I talked, and Lord and behold, I got the help I needed. Huh. But you know when you talk to somebody and only two of you know about it, and things start happening, you know that person had something to do with it. Huh. Otherwise, it just doesn't happen. See, it's Ava's budget. Oh, yeah, you're right. Wow, did you hear a, an actual voice talking to you? Yeah. But I heard it up in here, you know, like you hear yourself. Yeah. And when you get sick, you sound different and yeah. all like that. Yeah. yeah. And what did it say? He asked me if I was ready to listen to him, and I said, yes. Wow. Yeah, there was a voice that said, are you ready to listen to me? And I said, yes. And then what did he say? And I said, I will dedicate my life to you. And uh, that was the last time I actually heard his voice in my head. But since then, everything that I've gone to him and asked for happened. And when things start happening, uh, this this time's got true. I asked when I went to prison. I asked God to send me a David. You know, David of Scripture, the king David, of Jerusalem. David versus Goliath, right? The yeah, he's David? the one that killed Goliath. Right. So what did you mean you wanted well, him to send? Well, I, I asked for David. Ask God to send me a David to fight my battle. Against alcohol? No, against the state going to prison. Right. Because I knew nothing about it. And uh, 
I needed an appeal attorney. You needed a lawyer is what you needed yeah. because you were falsely imprisoned for four years. I yeah, mean, don't and you, I asked you in... him to send me a David. Yeah. And my kids got together and got rid of my, all my stuff and everything and had enough money to hire or make a down payment on an appeal attorney. But this guy wasn't going to go all the way until he got some more money. So I asked God to find a way for whoever was helping me to feed David so David could go and fight my battle. Yeah. And uh, my girlfriend at the time moved into my house. It was a duplex. And she lived on one side. She rented the other side out. And she used that rent money to pay my pill turning. This is how things have been happening in my life. Wow. That's how I know he has to be real. Wow. That's what, I was just talking to someone about this yesterday about how, because you have to have faith to a certain degree, but you actually don't even need faith. You believe it's real. You know he's real. Yeah, I know he's real. Yeah. Wow. There's no doubt in my mind that he exists. He's there. I can't see him, and I talked to him, and he manifests himself to me and the things that I go to him for and these things happen, that's how he manifests himself to me. Let's yeah. me know he's still there. So here's my, I know you gotta go. This is amazing, it's really, it's, thank you for sharing. Yourself. Yeah. Uh, but here's my question. Does, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic, drug addict. When I stopped smoking, I was smoking four packs of cigarettes a day. Holy shit, I was smoking. And that wasn't everything I was smoking. Yeah. If it burned, I smoked it. <laughs> yeah, I, Wait a minute. But what about if I'm a Muslim? I'm just curious about this. And I also have, or I'm Jewish, or I, I don't know, I, I'm Buddhist. And I have a spirituality, a connection that feels like that does. Is that the same force of goodness? Or is there only one, and, you know? That's what confuses me, because there's a billion Muslims well, in the world. Okay. There's a billion Christians. You no, know, Muslims, they have their Quran. Right. But see, Muslims have a faith where they believe that it's it's okay to kill somebody. Christianity is the only faith that preaches love. See, I don't know the other books, so I don't know. If, I don't, I've not read. Have you read the Quran? I've never mm. read it. Yeah, I haven't read it either. No, but I've heard them talk about it on the news and stuff, and how yeah. that uh, you know it's they feel it's okay to lie to infidels, which I would be an infidel to them, right? Or a Jew. See, they hate Jews and they hate infidels. Yeah, right. They hate anybody that's not of that faith. <sighs> yeah. Whereas God is open to everybody, right? Because. Scripture says that the world was made by him and for him. And in him, all things consist that are in heaven and earth. Everything. Through him, with him, in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, yeah. all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, forever and, and ever. And ever and ever. He's the only one that preaches eternity through grace. And his grace comes because he is so merciful.
Because we're all sinners. We're all sinners and we all fall short. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely fall short. Have you read the Quran? I've never read it. Yeah, I haven't read it either. No, but I've, I've heard them talk about it on the news and stuff. I've heard them talk about it on the news and stuff. I've heard them talk about it on the news and stuff. I've heard them talk about it on the news and stuff. I've heard them talk about it on the news and stuff. I've heard them talk about it on the news and stuff. I've heard them talk about it on the news and stuff. I've heard them talk about it on the news and stuff. Christianity is the only faith that preaches love. Three years, I thought of nothing except Titanic, but I never got it. This is the most important thing. Love. The generation values love at a level. And you don't worry about, you know, all the definitions and all the difficulties. Emphasizing, you know, the Beatles are absolutely right. And all, all spiritual traditions come to the same thing. That point of majesty, everything is one. I love it. It's always the same thing. And that's the only way in which the revolution wins is if heroes loving fighting them as they are angry hating you. We're right now in a place because we've got a crazier, we have somebody clinical. I was a child welfare worker for the city for 12 years. I know basic clinical. A man who continues lies and lies and everybody, I mean, crazy lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The entire free world this weekend listened to Mr. Crazy. Yeah. Not once, not twice, no. not three times, yeah. not four times. <laughs> Five times at six o'clock while he's taking a crap. I mean, this is a person, you can tell when he's doing it. He's taking his crap and he's going crazy. And he's got all this stuff, you know. Remember, he That's has- probably true. He's probably remember, always taking a shit when he does those, check like, it in terms of somebody, somebody brought it up, you know, because that's sort of, you know, it's the that's morning time. That's what I do, yeah. yeah. right, exactly, right. You know. <laughs> The majority of people convicted in our courts for terrorism-related offenses since 9-11 came here from abroad. Protecting the nation from foreign terrorist entry into the United States. We also know that many people seeking to support or commit terrorist acts are trying to enter through our refugees. We know we're under attack! We know it! We're breaking the conditioning! Think about what they're doing to us and how I want to resist them and how easy they are to defeat. We're going to have high confidence. An enhanced screening and vetting process for visitors from six countries. Please understand, this order is part of our ongoing Excuse me. to eliminate vulnerabilities. I think my testosterone's going up. This happens every time I start working out a lot again. Coordination with the Department of and, uh, Security. Swam two miles this morning pretty hard and uh, ate a big fat steak last night. It's full of hormones, testosterone on its own right. So I'm going a little wild today. Our embassies and consulates around the world will play an important role. I voted for Trump and I voted for him because of this. 
immigration policy. In coordination with the Department of Homeland Security. It is time to put America first. Me and my whole family support him. And we are Hispanic and Mexican and Native American. I feel so much safer on an airplane now. I feel so much safer walking around the United States of America. My background is not Muslim, but it's Cuban. Thank God that somebody has tightened the borders and they're going to properly vet these people, even if it means keeping most of them out. They don't have the right to be here to begin with. They have no constitutional rights to be here. I am a refugee from Latvia, and I was legal refugee. And I went through the right way to be selected, get my documents, and I wish everybody will do the same. We want safe country. Thanks God President Trump is in control. We really believe in securing our borders and uh, being a nation of safety. We love refugees, but we want only those coming here who love us and want to assimilate into our culture and way of life. as a country recognize evil anymore we can't name it we can't look at it we got to name the monster under the bed give it a name and you'll stop being afraid of it the name in this particular case is uh they tell your kids they gotta love justin biebler and then biebler says hand in your guns pass the Cybersecurity act and uh you know the, the police state's good and then and then your children are turned into mindless vassals who, who now they they look up to some twit i like to push the limits I don't know if I'm rebellious, but I like to push the limits. Oh my god. How you guys doing? <laughs> I just saw you looking over here. Right. Hi. It's a fun day, right? Feels good. Thank you for not working. <laughs> Thank you for not working. I still feel like I'm normalizing fascism just by <laughs> existing in this country right now, but it's alright. We're figuring it out. See, because remember, we're talking about a nation that was apartheid like South Africa, still, they changed the law. They, I mean, there was this, remember, there was a four, 15, 14th and 15th Amendment, which was ignored for 100 plus years. Finally, in 64 and 65, they said, okay, people should vote, and uh, we should have equal accommodations. Didn't happen. Right. It's on the books. Bullshit. Right. America is the most segregated, Chicago, the most segregated city Chicago, in America. Chicago, yeah. We have never had a president who was clinical, who continues to say things that are absolutely wrong and then continues to say them again. I want to talk about this spirituality thing because I oh, just yes. got back from a trip to Oklahoma, okay? And twice I had a driver that was proselytizing to me about Jesus Christ and about how they were saved and how I got one to tell me that Christianity is the only religion that preaches love and that Muslims are taught to kill people. And then he, I said, have you read the Quran? He goes, no, but I heard it on the news. So what do we do about that? Uh, guess what? That's always been there. Only now they have websites. Do you think the crazes have not always been there? And remember, we went at a time before people started attacking the universities. Remember, there's now a full 
yeah. major elite. And my mom's all about that. The elite, she says to me, she says, you changed when you went to Northwestern. That's when you changed. You became an elite liberal. And my mom, and I say to her, well, you changed after 9-11 when you started to listen to Rush Limbaugh and watch oh, Fox so, News. Oh my gosh, like, that's okay. what happened to her. She she just got totally hooked into the Glenn Beck. Oh, that Fox whole News. conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. And it's so powerful because, oh, you know. It's so powerful. Remember, so because, because you can never disprove a conspiracy. You can never oh, sure, disprove yeah, a conspiracy. Yeah, you can never disprove a conspiracy. I engaged some of my parents' conservative friends after the election. I said, "What? Tell me what? Tell me what I'm missing here." They all led with, "I'm pro-life." That's the first thing in the response email from both of them. The Christian thing is huge, and I don't. So you say it's all one. The Beatles were right. My freshman year, Loyola University opened a center in Rome. Oh, Jesus. Transformation time. <laughs> Transformation, absolutely. Uh, Politically, socially. Yeah. I remember arguing furiously, coming out, you know, we were born in Chicago, lived in a wealthy suburb called River Forest. It was, it went from the 13th to the 6th wealthiest suburb in the world while I was living there. It was wow. right outside of Chicago. So you and I are both children Frank of privilege. Rights. Yeah, oh, yeah. Children of the privilege, you got it right. Yeah. Was, we're you, white guys. You, you, are, you are in the top 5% of the world. That's what I was, I, I've, I've been wondering that. Where do I actually fall? That's you, you are, exactly. We're in the United States. And see, the United States is, is top of everybody else. So when the poorest people in America are wealthier than most people in the world. Right. So am I in, but I'm not in the 1% in America. No, no, because, no, no, you're not the 1%. Yeah. No, no, you're in the 5%. What is your father's and mother's net worth? Right, that's what Net worth. I don't right. even know the answer to that See? question. See, and yeah. you'd be afraid to ask me if you asked them, you'd get real weird because they're more likely to talk about sex than talk about money, and that's part of the weirdness because America, remember, came out of the Protestant ethic of you're good because you've got money. If you're poor, you're obviously not approved by God. Right. You're right. Right. I come out of the crazy Catholic. Me too. Everybody. Oh, well, then, you know, everybody's in it. My God. Everybody's going to hell. See, I've gone through, I've gone through, I'm, listen, I'm one of these people, I was a Catholic at a time where things went from sins, you touched a host. That is, a, you'll go to hell for all eternity. Only the, only the bishop can forgive you for touching the host. Yeah. Now, hi, here, have a host, have a host, have a host, have a host. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh you know God. what a synchronicity is, is? Here's your guy. Yeah, this, this is, is straight up, dude. What's your name? John Paul Carabas II, you just made John Paul II. <laughs> Jesuit trained theologian, child welfare worker with the city and county Four of San Francisco, not and goddess worshiper. Guess what? what? I worship the goddess. <laughs> she got tits. Yeah. You know, and think about that. Think about that. In 1979, trouble came to Grenada. Maurice Bishop, a protege of Fidel Castro, staged a military coup and overthrew the government which had been elected under the Constitution, left to the people by the British. By the British. Left to the people by the British. By the British. Left to the people by the British. President Milosevic has again chosen aggression over peace. Saddam Hussein and his sons must leave Iraq within 48 hours. In the final analysis, it's their war. They're the ones who have to win it or lose it. We can help them. We can give them equipment, we can send our men out there as advisors, but they have to win it, the people of Vietnam, against the communists. 
We're prepared to continue to assist them. The problems of Vietnam are quite complex. They are a mixture of political turmoil, of poverty, of religious and factional strife, of ancient servitude, and modern longing for freedom. How and why did America get involved in Vietnam in the first place? What choices do we have if we are to end the war? What are the prospects for peace? We today have concluded an agreement to end the war and bring peace with honor in Vietnam and in Southeast Asia. The United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden, the leader of Al-Qaeda, and a terrorist who's responsible for the murder of thousands of innocent men, women, and children. This is a friggin' war. We gotta get this cargo up front. The sooner we get it to the grunts, the sooner they can kill some of these people they need killing, the sooner we can go home. You come to kill, to kill Iraqi people? No, I come to fix broke stuff. This conflict started August 2nd when the dictator of Iraq invaded a small and helpless neighbor. I would rather see my little girls die now, still believing in God, than have them grow up under communism and one day die no longer believing in God.